0: Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
1: Welcome to Truth Transforms. Join in for spiritually enlightening discussion and the practical application of new
2: thought principles. Here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. It's, it's, it's been a minute since I've been on. I took a little vacation break, so this is the first time me being back in almost probably about a month or so. Uh, so first of all, I just want to say thank you all for listening to the show and the podcast and supporting me. I greatly appreciate it. I am the Executive Minister and Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple, where the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells is the senior minister, and the founder is the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman. Today I'm just going to have a little bit of like a throwback show, just kind of just talking about something that was on my mind. It's not necessarily connected rather to a particular book, but more connected to a topic. And my topic today is, Where Are You? This is based on the scripture in Genesis chapter 3. Uh, starting in verse eight, after uh, Adam and Eve had eaten of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and then they started to have their regret, and they, um, you know, they got naked and all that other, you know, realized they were naked and want to cover themselves up. And that's a lot of metaphysical symbolism in this story. I'm not going to undress all of it because I want to deal with a particular topic here, but I do want to read it. And it says, um, verse eight, chapter three, verse eight. They heard the sound of the Lord. God walking in the garden at the time of the evening breeze and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. He said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? And then, of course, they start going back and forth with the. Uh, it was the woman you gave me. then it was the serpent that you created and all this other stuff, excuses, excuses. But I want to drill down on. The two questions that God asked. Two of the questions that God asked specifically, and we might deal with the three, depending on the time we have. The first question is, where are you? Adam and Eve metaphysically symbolize the thinking and feeling in the soul, in the mind, the conscious and subconscious, the objective and the subjective. And when I read the question, where are you thinker? Where are you feeling nature? Where are you, conscious mind? Where are you, subconscious mind? It really brings the conversation back to where it needs to really go. Uh, And that is, where are you in your mind? Where are you? Because you can literally be physically be somewhere and your mind is somewhere else. You know... And I think that that's really where I want to go today. So let's uh, drill down on this. Where are you? Let's take a couple of topics. Where are you spiritually? Do you feel as though your spirituality is anywhere close to where you want it to be? Your prayer life, your meditation life. Your practices. You know, some people's uh, re- spiritual and religious practices have rites and, and different things that they do. Rituals. Where are you? Spiritually. Where are you when it comes from the belief that you are made in the image and after the very likeness of God? What are you? when you're encountering situations and circumstances in life, do you view them from the standpoint of your divinity of God in you? Or are you dealing with life based upon the third question, which was, have you eaten from the tree which I commanded you not to eat? In other words, are you in duality thinking? Are you caught up in the appearances? Are you caught in fear? Are you caught in doubt? Are you caught in anxiety? Are you caught in frustration? Where are you? Where are you? Spiritually. Where are you? Legitimately. Where are you? Because. Life is always going to have opportunities for you to grow. Life will always have unexpected things happen. We call them the storms of life. And you have to know where you are. Because where you are will determine how you handle it. Jesus said it this way. In Matthew chapter 7. Verses 24 through 27. Matthew chapter 7 verses 24 through 27. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on rock. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine And does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell. And great was its fall. So. Jesus is saying, not if. When and where you are. Mentally, where you are in your spiritual consciousness, where you are in your sense of spiritual wholeness will determine how you handle the storms of life. Because as the as he stated, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who will build his house on a rock. What is the rock? The rock is the truth within you. The rock is Christ in you, your hope of glory. Not Christ in somebody else. Christ in you your hope of glory. And again it says the rain fell the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it did not fall because it was founded on rock. Now let's just be clear. He didn't say the rain might fall. He didn't say the floods may come. He didn't say the winds might blow. The assumption is the rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house. Now, your rain, your floods, your wind might be, you know, particular to your life. In other words, it could be a multitude of different things, which I'm going to talk about shortly. What I want to get across in a real strong way is this. Where are you when you're going through a soul growth opportunity that some people call challenges and problems? Where are you? Are you? building your house or your mentality or your consciousness or your thinking and feeling on the rock. Again, Christ in you, your hope of glory with the understanding, as the Apostle Paul wrote, that that your body is the temple of the living God. The temple and the spirit of God dwells in you. Not in the church building. And again, it's good to come to church. I'm in the church business to come together in collective consciousness to learn to grow, love and support each other. That's what community is for. But never forget that you carry. Within the depths of your being, the truest aspect of who you are, the Christ, the I am God's idea of itself. That's the rock you build on. But when all of those things happen, the soul growth opportunities, the rain, the floods and the winds, and they beat against your mentality, beat against your consciousness, beat against your awareness, beat against your thinking and feeling. and And your thinking and feeling, your mentality is based on an awareness of the shifting opinions of humanity, that's sand. Because it's always moving. It's not sturdy. It's shifty. Sand has a purpose. The purpose of sand is not to build something on, on it when it has to withstand the storms. And we get caught up in the appearances about who we are and our own capabilities. And we get distracted. We get distracted. Where are you in your sense of purpose? Where are you? Do you feel as though you're functioning in a sense of purpose? Right now at Christ Universal Temple, Reverend Wells is teaching uh, a series called Making the Leap. And it's based upon the book called The Big Leap or named The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And the concept of the book is... How do you live and function out of your zone of genius? Because that's connected to your purpose. That's connected to your mission. That's connected to the gifts that God has already given you. Everyone has a zone of genius. But he says most people are only functioning in their zone of competence or their zone of excellence. But if you really want to turbocharge your life and start taking big leaps, you have to, if you choose, be in your zone of genius most of the time. Where are you when it comes to the purpose? Do you feel as though you have a higher calling on your life? Do you feel as though you were born here to do something? And it doesn't always have to show up as ministry. Ministry is just one aspect of purpose or calling. There are people who have been called to sing. There have been people who have been called to to medicine. There have been people who have been called to architect. There have been people who have been called to art. Excuse me. You have to be clear. About your purpose. What gives your soul deep satisfaction and fulfillment? Where are you? Are you doing things that you really don't want to do? Are you around people you really don't want to be around? Are you utilizing your time in ways that don't fulfill a higher sense of purpose and mission? Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Because this matters. We get caught up in not understanding the truth of who we are. And we get caught up in the distractions of life. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you with your career? If you're, you know you know everybody some people are retired i'm sure who listen to this show but i'm sure it's a lot of active working people and i'm a big believer that even in retirement you should be doing something i haven't reached that age but i believe that if you want to stay fresh and you keep your mind and body the way you need to be needed to be your mind needs to be focused on getting up and getting certain things done maybe not at the level and pace that you did before but intention does matter where are you when it comes to your career You might say, well, you know what? I got to just pay the bills. I got to make sure I'm doing what I have to do. Oh, Fine, do that. But work your job and then after your job, build your life. I'm not telling you, oh, just go quit your job and go do what you got to do. And you have responsibilities and family and other things that you might have to handle. Or a lifestyle that you're used to. What I am saying is, even if you have to go volunteer for the career that you desire or learn how to do it when you still have a safety net. You know, like in the circus, they have a net underneath sometimes when they have the flying trapeze people. Why is that important? So you can learn the skills and develop without having the conversation of fear going on in your head. But if you're not doing what you want to do, at least go get connected to what you want to do. Research what you want to do and then go act on it go volunteer say hey can i support this can i show up you know on on a saturday or after work on a day it doesn't have to be every day but make sure that the, your soul is having a, is in a, has a sense of of purpose and that includes with your career learn what you need to learn about what you really want to do study it i'm going to use a word that's normally used negatively but i but this is what's coming up stalk it like you know like you're a, like a stalker stalk your the career you desire research it look it up pay attention to it keep it on your mind go take actions on how you can get in alignment with it and get connected to people who are doing it one of the things that i tell people about church which is kind of funny cuz sometimes people don't think about it from this perspective is that Church is one of the very few places where you can have a CEO of a multi-million dollar business sitting next to a minimum wage worker uh, who's work that's working part time, sitting right next to the to the person in church. You can be working with people who can make decisions who have all different type of careers and all different type of uh, economic backgrounds and financial levels, social levels, business levels, education levels, etc. Somebody that you know that might be sitting in your church role for years might have the skill set necessary or the know-how or the hookups for you to go from one level to another. And I'm not saying you do it just to use them. I'm saying as you build and develop relationships with people, you'll discover that uh, people like helping and supporting people that they believe in and they like and they know that will not squander the opportunities they present to them. It makes a difference. Where are you? Where are you with your health? Where are you with your weight? Where are you when it comes to taking care of your body? Do you feel stressed? When was the last time you had a doctor's appointment and a checkup? I get being a metaphysical thinker, but if you're a metaphysical thinker, you should be able to demonstrate what you're thinking. And if your body's out of alignment, going to the doctor and getting some help can help you get that into alignment. And if you need to take the medicine, take the medicine. And when your consciousness is at the space where you don't need to take it, you won't take it. You, if you don't need it, you don't need it. But guess what? Be here so you can work on your consciousness. If that's your choice, you want to move on, keep it moving. You know what I mean? Out of the body. Because I don't consider that a bad thing personally because I understand God is life. However, while you still have things that you want to do and accomplish, make sure that you're taking care of your body. Go to the gym or do some exercises at home. Be mindful of your weight. You know, I love to eat. And eat. one of the things that I have, I've been doing of late is cutting down and not being gluttonous. Because I was like, oh, shoot, I got to... I got to eat that last slice of pizza or oh, I got to eat this last part of this dish. I was out of town a couple of uh uh last weekend and I'm meeting with a minister and I'm eating um this excellent uh chicken alfredo with broccoli and it was very filling. And I left probably a good third of it on the plate. That would have never happened in the past. I'd have like, you know what? I'm eating all this good food. But what I'm present to is what I need is for, for what my body needs to be healthy. I don't have to be gluttonous. You know, so, and that's a paradigm in and of itself. You know, especially growing up in a culture that says when you eat, especially in the United States, and I get why parents tell and grandparents say this to people, but it it psychologically can do other things if you're not careful. Finish your whole plate. There's starving kids in whatever country you want to say that would, you know, and you're throwing away food. So they give you too much food, and then they expect you to clean the plate. Like my grandfather would be standing there almost with the belt, like, boy, you better finish that food. And sometimes finish the food off that I wouldn't finish after he would get mad and fuss fuss. You leaving all this meat on the chicken bone and on this on this on this steak or whatever. But psychologically, you're telling a person, even if I'm full, keep eating. And then we wonder why we have the obesity issues we have in our country. I can't speak about other countries, but I can speak about the United States. Because we're used to eating more than enough. We go, to, we go to all-you-can-eat buffets, and you see people walking away with their plates, and and will stuff themselves. I've done it myself numerous times, but I'm just asking different questions now. Just asking different questions. And by the way, I just like looking good. So I'm just let me just put that right out there. I got to think about being in my maximum handsomeness. So so I got to be right. But anyway, my point is this. Where are you when it comes to your health? Do you even know how much you weigh? Where's the last time you had blood tests? Do you know, where your cholesterol is. Do you know what your blood pressure is? Where are you? Maybe you had an eye test lately. Eyesight. People walking around can barely see, won't go get glasses. Where are you? Where are you? Walking around with pain in your body in certain areas? Walking around with upset stomach every day? Pepto bismol or some other equivalent every day? Where are you when it comes to your health? So a person who is taking control of their health, will do all the outer things they need to do, doctors, stuff, and whatever, exercise, food, but they will also make sure that they have the intention of the right consciousness to bless your body. Bless the cells of your body. The 50 trillion cells of your body are all intelligent and they literally, literally respond to what you think, feel, and say. Speak to your body. Visualize your body whole. Pray your body. Thank your body for functioning so well. You say, well, this part hurts and that part hurts. Thank you, God, that that the overwhelming majority of my body is working perfectly. And the parts that are out of alignment are telling me what I need to do to get it back into alignment. Because pain is just a message, not a punishment. It's saying something is out of order that's it something's out of order and when we get that message we can locate ourselves and say where are you where am I when it comes to my health do I speak my body up in other words do I affirm and lift my body up when I walk past the mirror do I down my body or do I praise my body you know guys you walk past the the mirror and the belly might be a little bit bigger than it used to be don't don't beat yourself up say you know if I was a lady I like me <laughs> or whatever I'm just being funny but the point I'm making is you can work on that but still love you love your body thank your body appreciate your body why because it Is functioning and going forward and in many cases it has withstood foolishness that you have given it or expressed through it. So let's just be mindful about it. Where are you? When it comes to your health. Where are you? Get clear. Because a healthy body is needed for many of the goals you have. Now, you can be a a Stephen Hawkins and have a body that's not whatever and still be a genius mentally. But for the majority of us, we want to have the body that also works with the goals we desire. So we'll be right back with Truth Transforms.
1: practical spirituality, positive messages. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. If you've been inspired by the programming on Unity Online Radio, we hope you will give your support so others may be inspired too. This online radio network depends on the support of listeners like you to continue operating and expand its outreach. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate today.
0: Here's a Unity Teachable Moment with Reverend Ogan Holder speaking at Unity on the River in Amesbury, Massachusetts on living an abundant life.
1: Examine your life whatever you may think is missing or lacking or you wish you had, realize that you are bearing false witness against your true self and speak words of abundance to it. Speak words of truth to it and to yourself and repeat them over and over again until you have brainwashed yourself into believing that you are divine. The moment you begin to think and speak, because if truly you are the embodiment of all that is, this is the only thing we got to get into our thick skulls. Living the abundant life is not about what we have, living the abundant life is realizing that we have it all.
0: To find a Unity Church near you, visit unity.org. Ah, Italy. The food, the wine, the art, the culture.
1: Join friends from Unity on a trip to Italy in the spring of 2020. In Rome, you'll walk in the footsteps of the Apostle Paul. Visit the Colosseum and the Roman Forum. Then head down the beautiful Amalfi Coast to Sorrento, the Isle of Capri, and the ruins of Pompeii. All with people you feel as if you already know. For more, visit unity.org travel. Know Yourself as Divine, Stations of the Cosmic Christ. A new book from Matthew Fox and Bishop Mark Andrus introduce a spiritual practice designed to help you realize the divine within. Combining prayer and an interpretation of the Stations of the Cross, featuring beautiful imagery, you will be led on a process of transformation. This book will help you discover the most caring, courageous, and compassionate parts of yourself. Get your copy today at Amazon.com or Unity.org shop. Take a trip with Rev. Paul John Roach every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Central and tune in to World Spirituality. A lifelong student and practitioner of many world spiritual teachings, Paul guides you to the unity and common values shared by all world religions. We really are all connected. Take a journey with Paul and explore our planet's spiritual landscape with insight, humor, and practical advice for all. Join the show with your question or comment right here on Unity Online Radio.
0: Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555.
1: Welcome back to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell.
2: Welcome back to Truth Transforms. Um... I'm in the midst of talking about where are you? And I'm talking about a few different topics that are uh, connected to the question, where are you? Before I get into that, I want to mention that uh, Unity Online Radio is supported by your donation. So as you freely receive, freely give, my request is that you click on the donate button, go to unityonlineradio.org or the shortcut unity.fm. And click on the donate button and help support this online ministry. Second thing, uh, I have a Facebook page, True Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. My request is that you like the page, that you write a positive review and give it a five star rating, and you know share the stuff that you see on it. As I share things, do that. It's also the quickest and easiest way to get in contact with me. Also, uh, as I'm going down the line, this show is also available on Apple Podcast and Stitcher. So please make sure that if you are listening to it on those uh, uh, apps that you like it, give it five-star ratings or and write positive reviews. Why? Because it helps with the algorithms. To get this message out in front of people share the links share the stuff on your social media etc it helps it makes a difference we're trying to get this message out to the world also want to remind you about a few things that are related to um, some projects that I'm connected to through the ministry Christ Universal Temple has an app now called Christ Universal Digital Christ Universal Digital and Christ Universal Digital is available on your Apple App Store or your Google Play Store. And what it allows you to do is get connected to where you can click and watch our live stream on Sundays from 1030 a.m. until noon Central Time. It allows you to get information about the ministry, allows you to connect with Reverend Wells. And we are also currently right now putting some Johnny Coleman archives that are right now. Uh, at least for the first few lessons, um, available for free. Eventually, it'll be something that'll be larger that'll allow you to access the archives for, for a minuscule price. Uh, however, you want to go and check that out, Christ Universal Digital, on again, in your Apple App Store or your um, or your Google Play Store. Also, you can also stay plugged in by going to Christ Universal Temple website, which is uh, uh, CU Temple dot org, www.cutemple dot org, Stay plugged in. Uh, sign up for our e blast, our constant contact. Give us your information so you can stay connected to what's happening at Christ Universal Temple. Finally, uh, well, not finally, two more things the Panorama of Truth Conference for the universal foundation for better living is coming up in July, July 17th through the 21st. And it's it's in downtown Miami, right on the ocean. And I can't remember the hotel right off the top of my head right now. I didn't write that down, but again, uh, some of the speakers are uh, renowned actor and philanthropist, uh, Danny Glover. Uh, We have uh, Susan Taylor, who used to be the editor in chief of, Essence Magazine, Um, and we have uh, Dr. Will Coleman, who was on the show a few weeks ago, uh, who is a theologian, a mystic, a Bible translator, a metaphysical thinker, and and Bible translator. I mean, this guy's just off the charts great. And uh, several other speakers, Um, you know, right now I'm not trying to remember, I think Jim Blake, the head of Unity, is one of the speakers, and obviously Reverend McKeithen, and Uh, who's the head of UFBL. So you can go to UFBL.org UFBL.org for more information. If you want to look up and see about signing up to go to the conference The Panorama of Truth. If you show up, I'll see you there. I'm a board member and I am more importantly a minister and supporter of this ministry. So I'm always at Panorama of Truth. Last thing. Uh, The International New Thought Alliance or INTA um, has their will have their annual Congress beginning July 22nd through July 26th, I believe. And I'm speaking on July 25th, I believe, in the morning or early afternoon. Anyway, so that's in in Nashville, Tennessee. So uh, if you looked up International New Thought Alliance Congress. Uh, I forgot which Congress it is, but just put 2019 or whatever. You can Google it; it'll get you the information you need to do what you need to do. I know that was a lot of commercial, but I want to make sure that I got it out. See you, see you, see Christ Universal, Christ Universal Digital app. Go to the CUT website, the Panorama of Truth, and then the INTA Congress where I'm speaking in Na- in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. So. One more, where are you? If you want to call into the show and ask a question, you can call in at 816-251-3555, 816-251-3555. One more, where are you? Finances. Where are you? Where are you? We have to be really careful about being indifferent towards money. Why? Because everything in the outer needs a means of exchange. And the means of exchange on the planet Earth is money. So if you want services, you have to be able to pay for those services. And many times people are stressed. Many times people's health and their families and their relationships and all of those things are struggling because of their finances. The biggest reason for divorce in the United States is financial issues. Number one, there are more people getting divorced because of money than every other subject. People who want to be able to take care of their health many times can't do it the way they want to. Having a hard time even paying for medicine. Because they don't have the money. And also, there's some shenanigans going on with how they charge for medicine. But that's not the purpose of this show. Things you want to do for your children or your family members. People don't get an opportunity to take vacations or just decompress. People don't get an opportunity to uh, live in areas that they feel are safe for themselves or their families. Because of finances. Where are you? Do you have a plan? Where are you? Do you have an emergency fund? If something goes wrong, and it will, in other words, unexpected stuff, Jesus said, if, when, not if, can you handle it? Do you have an, a savings plan? Do you have an investment plan? Do you have a get out of debt plan? Or is it year after year after year just trying to deal with the month? at hand and then you look up 10 years later and you have no plan I just want you to be present too. you got to have a plan you got to have a plan you get what I'm saying where are you when it comes to your money where are you when it comes to your finances do you feel as though that you would be able to retire properly right now Where are you with your finances? Are you living the way you want to live? Are you living where you want to live? I'm not saying everybody wants a Warren Buffett life because that's a lot of responsibility to go along with that level of money. What I am saying is having the feeling of financial independence matters. Why? Because Having enough money to make your life work and deal with the unexpectedness of life will give your spirituality freedom to roam more, your purpose freedom to roam more, your health for you and others. It will reduce your stress. Because nothing like something happening and you don't have the money and you don't know how to handle it and you don't know what to do and you don't know where to turn. Where are you when it comes to your money? People want to send their kids away to school for college. Can't do it. Some people can't even afford to send their kids to proms and school luncheons and graduations because they can't even afford a decent outfit for their child. Where are you? Where are you? Do you get stressed when you see the bills come in? When you see the electric bill or the gas or heat or the mortgage or rent? Or the car note. Are you stressed? Are you like, oh, thank you, God, I got the money to pay this. And it's just a part of your process. When an unexpected car repair shows up, you take your car in for an oil change, and then it turns into something else. You hit a tire, you burst, you know, your tire, you know, will burst. And next thing you know, you think you're getting the tire repair. Next thing you know, it's the shocks and the struts and the transmission and and you don't know where the money's coming from, where are you? Where are you? If that's where you are, you need to be studying not only spiritual material when it comes to prosperity and I got a ton of it on this podcast. If you go back and look through the archives, but you'd also be also be studying financial money management from the experts. From the experts. Okay, who knows about money? Who teaches about getting out of debt, saving, and creating wealth? You know, the you know the Dave Ramseys and the Susie Ormans and the Rick Edelmans. I'm just throwing out some names. You like who you like. What are they saying? What are they recommending? Where are you? The second question that was asked was, who told you that you were naked? Who told you? That you weren't good enough. Who told you. That you are not equal to the task. Who told you. That you're not worthy of the best. Who told you. That you're not worthy or don't need love in your life. Who told you. That you can't make life work. Who told you that you were alone in life? Who told you that you can never trust anybody? See, we have to be mindful that spirit will impart to us what we need to do and when we need to do it. What we need to do and wh- when we need to do it. Spirit knows the what, when, where, why, and how. But we like to eat we like to dabble in duality other than God. We like to dabble in the appearances of the world. And that's why God, in, in this allegory, it's not a true story, but in this allegory said, have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? In other words, are you thinking and contemplating and believing on things that are not true? About me. And the truth I put in you. Who told you you were naked? Who told you? That you weren't enough. Who told you that you need to be ashamed of who you are? Who told you that being who you are isn't good enough? Who told you to hide? Who told you to suppress your natural gifts and talents who told you that how you were created isn't good enough? Who told you that your race or gender or, or orientation or religion or whatever means you're not worthy of God's blessings, of God's good, of an abundant, healthy, happy, and prosperous life? Who told you? Well, you know, the religious leader said this and scripture said that and and blah, blah, blah. And to my answer to all of that is so what? So what? The only question you should be asking yourself now is now what? I tell people all the time and I am a Bible lover. And I respect all religions and their scriptures. However, my position on all the, the sacred texts are, are, can be wrapped up into the immortal words of Bruce Lee from Enter the Dragon. When he's at the temple, Shaolin Temple, explaining to the young man ab- about how to kick. And he says, it's like a finger pointing at the moon. If you concentrate on the finger you'll miss all the heavenly glory. The sacred texts and scriptures of the religious traditions across the world, including the Bible, are pointing to a higher truth. We say well, the Bible is the truth. The Bible is pointing to a higher truth, which is a God that is both transcendent, beyond, and imminent within. A God that is omnipotence, all power, omniscience, all wisdom or intelligence and omnipotence i mean omnipresence all the presence there is this scripture is pointing to a truth that you are literally the self-expression of and you're you're looking for to the finger for your validation instead of to what the finger is pointing to that doesn't make sense It's like a finger pointing at the moon. If you concentrate on the finger, you miss all the heavenly glory. So you can have scriptural knowledge and memorize every quote and be able to debate with people. And and I would say that's like looking at the finger and missing the moon. Do you have the presence of God as an awareness in your soul consciousness? Are you aware of how the Holy Spirit, the whole spirit of God, the activity of God is flowing within your mind and body, life, world, and experiences? That's the real show. Abraham didn't have a book underneath his arm. He had a relationship with the presence that indwelled him and transcended him. Isaac didn't have a book under under his arms, Jacob didn't have a book under his arms, but they were but listen to how scripture talks about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Scripture literally says, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. when Moses was having the burning bush experience and he said, who should I tell people, the people, the Hebrew people, who sent me? What's your name? And, of course, we know about the I am that I am and all of that. Tell them, tell them I am and sent you. But if you read all of it, it says, tell them the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. has sent you. When you become, let me rephrase that. When God becomes synonymous with your name, that means you are really walking in the presence. In all of scripture, those three names are the only names that are mentioned where they actually connect their name to the God of. Until you get to Jesus. Now that doesn't mean that other people didn't earn that right. Don't get the wrong idea. I'm just telling you and showing you how scripture uses the terminology. Because some, for some people their name symbolized their journey. Elijah, God with us. Or Yah is with us. Elijah is really how you would say it. But we say Elijah, God is with us. His name symbolized it. So so are you the god of Bill or the God of Joe or the God of Lisa or the God of Jane or the God of Galen? See, it's great that I know about the God of somebody else, but I need to understand the God of Galen McDowell and you need to know the God of your name. Who told you that you were naked? Have you been eating of that tree I told you not to eat of? In other words, have you been thinking and believing stuff that's not true about you? Who told you that you were naked? See this is the real talk that we have to have when it comes to teaching true Christian metaphysics. You got to locate yourself. Where are you? Where am I mentally? Because where I am mentally is where my life really is. Where I am mentally will be literally the thermostat on my life. I can't go any higher because the moment I... I do some outer action temporarily where I might win. Sooner or later, my thermostat is going to bring me back down to where I subconsciously believe I belong. Where are you? Who told you you were naked? Who told you you weren't enough? Have you been eating of that fruit, tree of the fruit I told you not to eat of? Think about it. So when you are taking some time after you listen to this show, I want you to think about where you are mentally, your spirituality, with your purpose, with your career, with your health, with your finances. Let me add one thing. Uh, Relationships, whether that's intimate or family, extended family or friends, where are you? Are you satisfied? Are you fulfilled? Do the people in your space uplift you? And again, uplift you doesn't always mean that they're coming in patting your back. Sometimes a person who's uplifting you is being firm with you because they know who you are and what's possible for you. Where are you? Are you waiting for somebody else to do it? Where are you? Are you carrying somebody else like a donkey on your financial, mental, and emotional back? Where are you? Because if a person is not aware of where they are and what they need to do, and you are willing to play the game, it's almost like they're metaphorically climbing on your shoulders and back. And everywhere you go, whether it's work or or social events or your home, Or you're at, you know, if you go to church, you go to church or mosque or synagogue or whatever, or you could be in your yoga class and doing your positions. And it's like that person is on your back because they're staying on your mind. They're staying on on, in your feelings. They are weighing on you, stressing your body out, and they stay in your pocket. And many times with no plan of, of how to adjust and shift from where they are. Where are you? Let me just put this out here, and I'm not trying to tell you what you should do or not do. I'm just a person that just presents information. You can take it or leave it. If you're willing to be the hero, somebody's willing to be the victim. And some people are even willing to be the villain. And I'm not saying it don't help people. What I'm saying is... is, Um, When I was a kid, what used to perplex me reading Superman comic books was how often Lois Lane would go get into trouble because she just assumed Superman was going to show up. I was like, I would tell my buddies, like, man, Lois Lane always getting into trouble. And they show some of that in the movies. She would go places she didn't need to go doing stuff that was dangerous and around dangerous people because she just assumed the moment she said help, Superman was flying there and he was going to save the day. Here's the problem. If You have a lowest lane in your life. Sooner or later, you're going to have some resentment. Because it's hard having a lowest. lane. if you got multiple lowest lanes in your life, always getting in the middle of stuff that you got to fix, you got to save. Sooner or later, your energy is going to say, how and when do I have time to handle and do the things that matter to my soul? If I'm always rescuing this person or these people. Just think about it. That was a song by Special Ed. Think about it. But anyway. All right. So we're wrapping up now. And uh, we only got a, you know about a minute left. So again, I just want you to ponder these questions. And reevaluate where you are in life. Do some level of self-assessment. Think about where you want to go and what you want to do and why. Most importantly, why? your prayer work. Do your meditation work. It might not You might not get an answer the first time. You might be so out of practice that it might take a little time for you to re- consciously reconnect and develop your inner ear to know the spirit that is guiding you. But don't stop. Just show back up over and over again and show back up over and over again and show back up over and over again like Jacob. I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. That's what he told God and he meant it. So again, we're wrapping up. God bless you. I'm glad to be back to be able to share with you all. And I'll be with you next week with Truth Transforms. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio the voice
0: of an awakening world.